And we forget that being a servant is the least of these who become the most of these. The, the best role that we could ever play is to be a servant and to serve God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our spirit and our soul. And I, I got a new lens of what was a nightmare in that moment of that advent. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Lord, for that time. And he put me back in that nightmare as a dream. And he said, look harder. And when I looked harder at myself in what was this nightmare, I was filled with joy. What does it look like to wildly pursue the one who made you, called you, positioned you, and propels you? This podcast represents the Esters and the Azers on the rise. The ones breaking free from societal and religious norms in order to recklessly pursue God's beauty and glory while basking in the wonder of His creativity and wisdom. This is a belonging, a sisterhood, a table. Actually, it's a pool float, a palm tree, and a charcuterie. That's how these friendships came to life anyway. So grab your favorite suit and jump on in. The water's warm. And we've got tons to chat about. From business to family, wealth creation, maybe some political banter, and of course, a whole lot of Jesus. Welcome to Girls Gone Holy, where you are free to be wild in Him. Hey, hey, guys, we are so excited to be back with you today. We've got a whole crew in the house today. We're only missing one, which is rare. And so you're going to hear from Jess and Nat and Melissa and Tiffany and Tamara. That's me. And we are so excited about just this season that we're in. And it's been really cool. I don't know if any of you guys have seen other testimonials, but the women who are being blessed by this time that we're gathering together. And I just really believe that there's going to be a synergy like ripple effect over the people who are listening to this and that there is a gathering of the forces of the troops. And I want to share specifically something that's been intimately happening in my dream life, my time with the Lord um, in my Bible chair. I always call it my little comfy chair. It's been connected to the Advent season, which if you guys are not already doing Jessica's Advent, um, Jess, we've got to put it in the notes right now. It has been such a treasure. Wow. I love it. I'm so grateful to be a part of it, but more so just a recipient of what the book mm -hmm. is teaching and looking to Advent in a different way than I had, which is, what is the name? Go ahead and say it right now so they have it. Why the Nativity by Dr. David Jeremiah. And you guys, we would love to have you celebrate Advent with us. Come on in. Yeah. And even if you're listening to this episode later, because this uh, that I'm going to share with you is not a seasonal thing. Um, it's an era thing. Nat, you Come can on. share about that um, yeah. variability from a, a prophetic teacher that we all kind of follow. Her name is Rayma Trainer. Um, that she dropped that Natalie shared with us this morning. So it's very much in my spirit and aligned. But when I was doing Advent with my kiddos, even um, I was realizing the, the depth of conversation that even reading the same scriptures every mm -hmm. single year with this Advent, which means the expectancy of what's to come is so beautiful. And I had this divine revelation of like, yeah, we're anticipating Jesus's birth and the celebration of that. But ultimately, the Advent that's happening right now is we are anticipating Jesus's return. Come on. Amen. Yes. <laughs> 
I am, I'm excited over here. You guys can tell maybe in my voice or if you're watching this, I'm totally like leaned in. And I'm also have like this little bit of a tremble, like a Holy Spirit tremble as I share um, what God is doing personally right now. And I think that's something we're not good at often. We are waiting till the testimony. We're waiting for the miracle. We're waiting for, um, let me tell you this, when it's all tied up in a ribbon and it's underneath the tree perfectly, I'll, I'll give you that present then. But God has me in this raw state. I've got cut up, uh, imagine me with tissue paper and cut up um, present wrapping all around me. And I don't actually have the gift in my hand yet. Mm -hmm. And yet the Lord has aligned so many beautiful things. And so Jess had preemptively shared with us personally, like, why don't we talk about like our favorite Christmas song? And I totally forgot about it until last minute, to be honest. And, and I was mm -hmm. looking at the text message. And I'm like, shoot. But this is, I just started laughing because only God could prepare that the song I wanted to share and would want to share and am going to get to share is directly aligned to these dreams that I've been having and the Advent. And so it is Mary, Did You Know? And my sweet little daughter learned this last Christmas in her vocal lessons, and now she's learning it mm -hmm. on the piano. And there is so much about what Jesus did that Mary had zero idea would ever happen. And yet in blind faith, she just said yes. And the first thing that she said yes, when she said yes to the angel Gabriel, she had to move past her own understanding of a word. And that word is servant. And the dream that I had a couple of days ago, I woke up and it felt like a nightmare. And so I didn't call it a dream at the time. I saw myself waiting tables. And for many of us, we're in seasons of life where we're not waiting tables. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I've got multiple businesses. <laughs> waiting tables feels like a demotion to me in that moment of, of visualization. And I had waited tables. I was a bartender. I was a cocktail waitress for years when I was younger. And I remember feeling less than because of how people treated me. I remember people sitting at the bar. Now, mind you, they're sitting at the bar, not me. I'm making money. They're wasting their life in that moment away. And they're, they're drunkenly telling me that I have no hope in a future, that, um, oh, I'm just a bartender. They're treating me like um, the, the female version of, you know, whoever is on the, the magazine or whatnot at that time, I'm not being treated like a daughter of Christ. And honestly, in that mm. season of my life, I didn't even know that that was my rightful place in the kingdom. I didn't know God the way that I know now. And so the season that I was waiting tables, I was so far from God. And so to have this quote unquote nightmare, I woke up and I went right to the word and my husband came downstairs and we're walking through some financial tension right now. And um, as a home of dual entrepreneurs, that's common. So it's, you don't need to feel bad for us. It's, it's our, our yeah. choice to do this. And at the same time, it doesn't make it any easier. And so we had been really struggling during Christmas season where you want to like give gifts and you want to do things big and you want to host parties and we're natural hosts. So we want to invite people in and we have to be tight on our budget so much so that we we had to cancel our Christmas vacation that I could not wait because I lens that as my sabbatical. And so now I'm going to be in my Brian, this is all nightmare mindset. 
Um, I'm going to be stuck at home. Okay. Now this is such a, a, a poor me, poor my mentality, but I'm going to be stuck at home and work is going to summon me because I have a really hard time resting at my house. It's why I do retreats. It's why I go on writer's retreats in other places. Um, I feel like I'm being called into to getting the things done that God has put on my heart. And so if I have access to Wi-Fi and a computer, I'm going to go do that thing because I also love it. Okay. I'm not being like strapped. It's not ball and chain. I, I actually wake up wanting to do what I is that I get to do every day. And so I'm sensing all these emotions. My husband comes downstairs. I'm in the word and he's like, Hey babe, how are you this morning? Like he always does, gives me a kiss. And I just start crying, which is like every guy's nightmare, right? Like now he's in a living nightmare. He's like, Oh gosh, what is she feeling? What's going on? Where's this coming from? Now he knew the conversation had been back and forth about tension towards the finances. His parents were also staying with us at the time. And so I start saying, I have this nightmare about me waiting tables and I feel responsible that as an entrepreneur, I have not contributed financially to the family the way that I have because God has asked me for so long not to take a penny from my business. Um, for those that know me intimately, I can go into that story another time. It's the next book that I'm writing about um, Profit Last, essentially, which Profit First is a huge business book. And a lot of people are like live and breathe by entrepreneurship through that book. But God has given me another business plan. And so I felt really um, responsible. I felt a lot of shame towards that in, the, in that moment and shame towards my now new role as what God is supposedly telling me I need to be waiting tables again. And I started crying and we couldn't complete the conversation. So I went up to go take a shower and I was just like, God, why? Why do I have to wait tables again? Why is this what you're telling me? And over the course of the next 24 hours through sermon, through worship, through the advent, um, and through my personal time with the Lord and a follow-up dream, God had me back in that place. And it was in the moment where Mary, did you know, when Gabriel came to Mary and he said, um, you know, you're going to bear the, the king of the world. And she said, who am I? but yet a servant. And we forget that being a servant is the least of these who become the most of these. The, the best role that we could ever play is to be a servant and to serve God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our spirit and our soul. And I, I got a new lens of what was a nightmare in that moment of that advent Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Lord, for that time. And he put me back in that nightmare as a dream. And he said, look harder. And when I looked harder at myself in what was this nightmare, I was filled with joy. I, I still to this day, when we go out to restaurants with my kids, I'm like, I was the best server you have ever seen. I could memorize a 12 top. They would challenge me and say, you're gonna, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you don't get this wrong. And I'm like, cool, let's go. And I would memorize it and I would nail it and I'd get my hundred dollars and I could make people laugh. And I never went in with a lack mentality to my job. I knew I was going to make the most tips that night. I knew I was going to serve someone and make people laugh. And I was going to be a part of that family meal. And this is before I knew Christ, y'all. And so I was going in with a willingness to serve the best I could possibly serve. And the Lord reminded me, I chose you to serve and you are serving right now. The way that you show up and what I've asked you to do is you're serving and you're not expecting a tip. And I was wrecked. I'm still wrecked, honestly, because who am I, but yet a servant. 
and we think that Gabriel's job is done. We think that the Lord has done his miraculous deed already and that it's Jesus's birth, which is absolutely amazing. But I just feel in my heart of hearts for people that they are pregnant, <laughs> that they've been gifted with a huge dream. And that if we stop waiting for the, the birth to happen and we start realizing the gift of just being pregnant with the dream, to just carry the mantle, to just be the servant, that God has something really beautiful in this season of your life, in this part of your story. And while we can't wait for celebrating his birth, truly, it's really this coming back that I want to celebrate in this season and look at it in a different lens that we get to raise our hands joyfully to the fact that we are servants. And whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, you're a wife, all these roles that we play, ultimately all of them are servant. And so I just hope that that encourages someone today and you get to see a little bit of my humanity in the highs and lows of entrepreneurship and even following Jesus. Like there was so much doubt in that moment. There was so much, I was giving the enemy territory to say, this is a nightmare. And God was like, no, it's not. You're not looking hard enough. I'm speaking to you. You've been praying for dreams. I'm giving them to you. I did this. Look deeper. I'm giving you something special and I'm speaking to you. And I think so often we're living our life in such a fast paced, wide awake experience that God wants to multiply our time and our dreams right now. And so I would just encourage people to even ask God for dreams, speak to you in your dreams, because if you're in this busy hustle hard season of your life, and maybe it's just Christmas is crazy, right? Um, God is going to multiply your time. If you're willing to, to speak to him and rest in his dreams that he wants to give you, there are Daniel moments ahead of you. Oh, I'm going to take a break. I have so much I want you to hear from you guys. Natalie is going to share next. When she gets off mute, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think the, I said, let me see if I could do this without tearing up. Um, just how much I'm sure anybody listening, there's somebody that's probably, it's resonated like with me, what you just said. Um, and servant and what service and serve like all those words synonymously together and just this precious time in my my family's life you know my husband has served in the military for 20 years and he's going to be retiring soon and the month of november um, without really going into all the details has been a very um very hard and beautiful and expectant month and when i say hard you know that's relative right so Hard is not synonymous with negativity and bad. Um, hard can be beautiful and can be the most wonderful thing that happens to you. So I want to say that and preface that because um, I think hard is something people can say without having shame attached to it. And um, when you're talking about servants and serve and service and what that looks like and, you, and when people really reflect on their own life, um, you know, I served as well in the military and you know, I serve my kids, right? Um, and so whatever capacity of your life, you know, you look to see that lens of like, of service. And if you're in a, if you're an entrepreneur and you, and you have people that you lead, right? Servant leadership is truly the best type of leadership she should carry. Um, and so when you're saying all of that stuff, Tamara, about, about, you know, what Mary did you know, and her being a servant to the Lord, I mean, if it doesn't stir in your heart, oh my gosh. Um, 
it just always brings it back to the beginning, which is why Jesus is even coming and why Jesus was born is to bring heaven to earth and to bring us back to the beginning, which is what God always wanted to have that communion and that covenant with us. Um, and so I just think the timing of all of it is so grateful while we're going into this season. Again, if you listen to this podcast, not in December, not in expectancy of Jesus's birth, we we're expecting of his return, right? So um, your life is in service and your life really matters. And the big thing that I just feel really weighing on my heart is what you said about dreaming and, oh, the part of this past month with my husband and just for anybody listening is like, when you're asking yourself those questions, like the real question is like, have I dream, have, have I dreamed big enough? God, have I given myself permission because the world or people you think needs to give you permission to dream big and dreaming and visions. It's, it's biblical. So we can, I'm sure Jessica could probably go to some scripture with that, but it is how God created us to be. He created us out of a dream that he had to, to make us, to create us. And so for us to dream and for us to have visions and for us to think beyond our capacity and think beyond what we can understand in our day-to-day life and, and what we see. He wants us to th- think bigger. That is so big that there's no way that we could do anything or any of those things or, or, or hold on to those things without him. And that's the point. And so really getting back to the beginning of what it is to really dream. And I had this beautiful conversation with my husband coming off a really hard month about with him transitioning and if anybody that's military or understood and and I don't want to you know anything that you've done for a very long time where you've given your life um metaphorically physically whatever and you've served with with courage and and grace and um perseverance and and you know fill in the blank that give yourself permission to dream again because that's where God wants to meet you and those and it, dreaming isn't just at night it could be when you're sitting in the morning drinking your coffee and letting God just just relish in your existence and let him let him just show you that it's okay to dream again and really giving my God my husband that God prophecy and the Holy Spirit really speaking through me I'll never forget it was at night it was literally just a, a week ago um about just I want you to dream I just that's all you need to focus on in the season of transition and and in understanding your what your heart and your servant and what you were told to do and what God's called you to do, right? And there it and they can be looked the same and they can also not, right? But just giving yourself the place, the space to to dream and and meet God there because He wants to meet you there. Um, and it really blew my husband's mind, and he has woken up every day just like. Uh, you know, kind of like everything sets in, right? When we wake up and we like, oh, start the day. But then also the day starts to like come on us, right? Like just the stress and the things that we need to do and um, our tasks and who we need to meet, whatever the case is. Um, But he's been reminding himself every day in those moments where it's like, oh gosh, I got to do the things or I got to prepare. I got to get the appointments done. Um, Wait, but God just wants me to dream with him. And he's been resting in that like multiple times a day for the last few days. And it's been so beautiful to watch just that and and how God uses that, right, to really just reach us. And we complicate things. And I don't want to make it about kids, but my calling with kids is like, gosh, like kids dream and imagine like it's like, like breathing to them. Like they don't. And he's calling us back to that, right? He's always calling us back to that. And so that's why I say with serve kids because they'll show you how to just be in life every day. You know, we overcomplicate it. We make things so difficult when God just like, stop, just dream with me. And so um, 
I just really wanted it just press that upon anybody because of what is happening in my life, what is happening in Tamara's life. Like, I think we are the body and he's talking to all of us and, you know, we're, we're a different piece of the body, right? Jessica, but, but we're in tandem together and, you know, let's dream again together um, and dream again with God um, and do that in the place of where he's calling you to serve. Hmm. Amen. Natalie, thank you for serving. Thank you and your husband for the service and the work that you've done and and everyone here that I'm looking at. You beautiful girls, thank you for giving God your yes. I think of, um, okay, so this word servant, Tamara, thank you for sharing and opening up. And Mary, did you know, is one of my songs too, that has just been on repeat in my heart and my mind. And, and I love that she declared, I am your humble servant. And so right away, I think, those are the words we want to hear at the end when we come face to face with the living God. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's it. And then I think about Natalie, I love it. Yeah, let's take it back to the garden to the beginning in Genesis 2.15 when God placed Adam in Eden in the garden to work and watch it. The Hebrew word for work, abad, is to work, to serve and to worship God. So this layering of what we do for work should always be in tandem with serving people. And that should always be in tandem with worshiping God. So it really is our call and our, the role that she, we should be most, dare I say, excited to be in, you know, the role of a servant unto the living God and I love that the words humble servant went together because you can't have one without the other, right? <laughs> like you cannot have one without the other. And there, um, the the line, I'm going to, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read my favorite line here, the lyric. I love it all. But toward the end of the song, after the crescendo, the blind will see and the deaf will hear and the dead will live again. The lame will leap and the dumb will speak the praises of the lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? And did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? And the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. And one of that's my favorite line. The sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. You know, this big uh, finale of the beautiful song. And that, uh, you guys, is one of my favorite names for the Lord, the great I am. Because it encompasses everything, every need of our heart, every delight and desire of our soul. God is like, I am, I am. And the thing that jumps out to me, Tamara, in your dream and Mary's story is here she's saying, uh, I am your servant, but her attention was back on the great I am. And I liken it right away. My mind goes to the conversation that Moses and God had in the burning bush moment. And Moses had five reasons why he was not the man for the job. And every one of those five reasons, Moses was saying, but look who I am. I can't speak. I can't do this. There are other people better than me. And every one of those reasons that Moses had for not being equipped or called or the right man for the job, God, the great I am said, but look who 
I am Moses. And when I read that story, I'm like, Moses and God are kind of saying the same thing. Moses is saying, but look who I am. And God is saying, look who I am. I think Mary, she knew who she was, but she was gazing at the great I am. And that's what led her to be that humble servant. And God knew that. That's why God chose her. When I think the layer to that connected to all of our dreams and the things that we're holding too is like, if we were to put our name into this song, obviously we're not going to be carrying the great I am, but it's like, Jessica, did you know? And what is connected to that, right? Natalie, did you know that? And, and there's Come hopefulness, on. there's an expectancy, there is a, a truth, there is a prophecy on your life because it's already been written. And so for us to know that that is literally a moment where if you're feeling this friction and God says, I am, it is a non-negotiable in that moment. <laughs> Whether you take a step at that moment or Moses decided I'm not gonna do it, it was already written that he was gonna do it. And so our doubt in those moments can lead us to this place of desperation and this place of, um, of just need and that's exactly where god wants us to be and so know that the hard natalie i love the way that you said that that the hard is is okay and that he comes through to help you carry that every single time if you're willing to come to the feet of jesus rather than trying to carry it in your own accord y'all we didn't even get to hear from melissa and tiffany can you guys just say a big amen? <laughs> give us a final thought drop that mic it's okay. Y'all took, took us to church on Mary, did you know? <laughs> Come on. I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> no, I love it, y'all. Thank you for encouraging our spirit this morning. Yeah, I just think it's so good. And I love like the dreaming and the connections and the the insertion of each person's name. And I think that's a good thing to go away and pray about um, and ask God and say, like, what is it, God, that you know, that I don't know, that I need to get out of my own way so that I can receive the more for what you have for me? Because I'm sure when Mary got together with Joseph, they were expecting to have this nice little happy, dappy family. And little did she know that she was called to so much more. And I think that that is a picture of so many women's lives. And if we could just take time to get away. And a lot of times, I'm going to be honest, a lot of times pain is the motivator. And I really want people to hear that on the podcast today, that if you're going through a time of pain, and I'm just going to be super bold right now, because God's speaking to me about somebody on this call, which maybe you should say their name, but maybe not. But Somebody on this call is going through a time of pain right now. And I know that God's saying to them that there's so much more for you than what you even think, dream, or imagine. And this is a time of putting it to death. And that's, that is God getting your attention. And he's calling you into the secret place so that he can show you the more that he's got for you. And I'll tell the person at the end after this call who that's for. But that also, I feel like is a word for people on the call today that, if you're in a time of pain, that it's a huge motivator to get on your knees and um, that God's going to show you that what you thought was going to be the best thing. God's actually like, oh, actually, I got a little bit more for you, um, but we've got to get you out of your own way. So that's what I've got. So rich, Melissa or Tiff, do one of you guys want to pray us out? I feel like even with your prophetic word, Melissa, maybe. Yeah. Into that. God, I just... 
I just thank you so much for the ladies on this call and the per and everybody just listening in right now, God. I just thank you, Jesus, that you know, you are a good shepherd, that you're a good God, Lord. And the funny thing is, is we, as the sheep, we're just so blind. We are just like, we think we know, but we don't know. And God, sometimes you take us down roads and paths that are unexpected and we're not sure where it's going, but God, I thank you that we can trust that you are a good shepherd and that we can hear your voice. And so I just pray God for the people listening today, God, that when they come to you and they say, what is it that I need to know? What do you know that I don't know, God, that you will just speak to them, whether it's in that moment or whether it's a day later, whether they listen to a sermon online and you reveal something to them, God, we just stay open to your voice and however you want to reveal things to us. But we just thank you, God, for everything that you're doing now that you've done and things that you have in store in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I love you girls and we love y'all. Thank you for being here, listening in. Love you. Tag us, share us out on social. We'll share you too. We are so excited to hear the testimonies. I started with a testimony and we want to hear your testimony of how this is helping to transform your life and your heart and even your perspective um, in this season and always because we're on a new era. Nat, you didn't go into that. So you'll have to do that in the next episode. <laughs> Bye y'all. Wild out. <laughs>